How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Today, we want to discuss Michael Carter II. Now, we've discussed Michael Carter, the running back, a couple times, but not Michael Carter II so much. We want to dive into him, do a little film analysis, and give you guys some insight into our projections for Michael Carter II, what he did last year as a rookie out of Duke, um, and all the things he's capable of doing in the future. He had a pretty damn impressive rookie season, um, which I think not many people anticipated him being that good. He was a fifth-round pick, so, you know, He's already probably played above that fifth round value. Um, really, he started off his rookie season with some pretty consistent games. He kind of tapered off towards the end as a run defender from that nickel spot. Had a couple of games where he was a little bit spotty in coverage, but most, but altogether, for a fifth round rookie, I think he played way above average. Um, and, you know, in context with other players around the league in a similar draft spot. But, you know, 23 years old, he's young, he's got a lot of good tangible traits, he's got a lot of good in intangible traits to go with it, um, and I think this guy could be something special for this Jets team, and, and I want to take a look at him and his film and really what he put on the put on the field last season, but Ryan, before we dive into him, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, Alex, I appreciate it. So with MC2, obviously, you just touched on the fact that he was a fifth-round pick in 2021, a part of that exciting class the Jets had with Zach Wilson, Elijah Barrett Tucker, Elijah Moore, the other Michael Carter, and MC2 obviously started in that slot cornerback position from week one. And you said it. I mean, he really held his own, not only just hold, held his own, but, you know, made an impact, uh, some really good contributions. You spoke on the fact that he's still really young at 23 years old. And last year, I mean, he showed you just that 4-3 speed. He's obviously got versatility. I mean, he played free safety at Duke and was put right into the slot right away from the, uh, for the Jets last year in week one. And whether it was in coverage against the run as a blitzer. I mean, this guy made plays. He, he provided an impact to the defense. And I think with the additions of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed on the outside, he should be a big beneficiary in the slot. You know, more impact plays, just more consistency overall. Obviously, you pair that with it being his second year in the system and his comfortability, his confidence should all be much greater. And I think he's just a core piece of the future of the Jets team, a team that's very young and, you know, you spoke on the fact for fifth round pick, he obviously really did well last year. He excelled. And I think you're just going to continue to see him grow here moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking at his stats from last season, teams tried to pick on him, right? He's a rookie fifth round pick in the nickel spot, a really, really tough position. And teams tried to kind of take advantage of that inexperience. But I'll tell you what, he only gave up a, a, a high of 64 yards um, in week nine against Indianapolis. That was one of his worst games in run defense, too. Um, you know, did not look altogether great. That was, you know, the one kind of stain of our performance, but 64 yards as a maximum on the season. I'll tell you what, that's pretty impressive for a rookie. Um, you know, there were some games where they really heavily targeted him, you know, specifically in week 11 against Miami, seven receptions com uh, completed against him for a 70% rate on 10 targets. He gave up 58 yards. So um, there were some other contests, I'd say maybe week five against Atlanta, four receptions for set on seven targets for 56 yards. Then he had some really good standout performances against Denver in week three, 13 yards, two receptions allowed on four targets. Um, you know, even in week one against Carolina only gave up 17 yards on three receptions. So it seems like even the receptions that he does give up, they're not like extensive plays. They're like pretty short, um, you know, routes and pretty short concepts that he's kind of giving up maybe a, a quick slant and he's tackling the guy. He did have a 11.4% missed tackle rate with nine missed tackles last year. So that is a statistic that you would want to see a little bit more improvement um, going forward. But again, fifth round pick rookie, you know, kind of excelled in that in that spot, uh, considering the context of his draft spot. But like towards the end of the season, after week 12, 
He had two missed tackles in week 12 against Houston, another one against Miami in week 15, two against Tampa Bay and another against Buffalo. But like before that, he had three missed tackles in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games combined. So that's pretty damn good, especially for a nickel corner. Um, I'll tell you what, like from a coverage standpoint, a lot of upside, 5'11", 190 pounds, pretty good size for a nickel corner. He's very aggressive. He has He's not like he's undersized at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm kind of impressed with him up to this point. Um, you know, why do you think he kind of fell off a little bit towards the end of the season? You know, had some troubles tackling, um, gave up some plays in coverage, but really just started off so strong. Maybe it just, um, you know, the brutality of a NFL season gets to you after a while, you know, a full year in the NFL, 17 weeks. It just, it's just a lot of intense football, very physical and probably his body was just not used to it. That's, that's kind of my best justification for it. I think you just said it. It's that quote unquote rookie wall that first year players are just inevitably going to hit at some point. And you really couldn't ask for much more just with the start that he had. And I think you said just the amount of yards given up, like that we're going to see that in some of the clips here today. You know, it really just speaks to how good he really is in coverage and his ability to just stay in position, be in the right place at the right time. I even think you see some of his ball skills in a couple of these clips that we're going to pull up here today. And just that he didn't really test great athletically when you look at his score. But I think when you watch him on the football field, he, he's got more than enough fluidity to his movement. And I think, you know, sometimes going through that adversity, like most rookies are going to inevitably, it's just going to lead to more growth. You know, it's a learning opportunity and just that experience is invaluable to the future for such a young player. Yeah. So let's jump into some of his film and take a look at what he did last season um, during his rookie campaign. Pretty impressive stuff. Okay, so right off the bat, our good friend Sam Donald in week one. Always love to see Sammy doing stupid stuff. Um, this actually wasn't that bad of a pass. Michael Carter II just made a better play. Um, so we'll roll the clip here. You'll see kind of throws this ball up, 50-50 grab. What I like most about this, and I was telling Ryan this before the episode even began, he is so good at getting his head turned around to locate the football and make a play on the ball. Like that is a big problem for young cornerbacks. You know, they say cornerback is one of the most difficult positions to transition from college to the NFL because the guys are faster. The ball is coming in faster. Um, the field is a different, a different shape. You know, the, the guys are more athletic, taller, more physical. It's everything is just more difficult for a cornerback at the next level. Um, and he does a really good job uh, high pointing this ball and making a great play on it. Um, you'll see here from the, from the all 22 angle. It's a good, this is a good throw. This is a perfect throw back shoulder. Um, you know, he has the, the wide receiver has leverage over Michael Carter, the second, but watch, look what he does. He, he sets his feet, he gets square to the ball and he goes through the chest of the receiver, right? That's what you want to see. That's, that's textbook stuff from a corner, gets his head turned around, gets his stance, and then goes through the chest of the receiver, goes through the ball and punches it free. Just really nice stuff there. You know, what is your, what is your first impression from this play? For sure. So it was obviously his first game and this was really the play that made everyone start to pay attention to him and realize what type of player he can be. I just think some of the patience that you see, the confidence is a young player there. Uh, this was the third down there in the slot. And you obviously spoke on just the ability to locate the football in the air, which is really hard for especially a rookie to do. And it was actually the main thing that really went such a long way for Darrell Rivas, honestly, like that ability to just locate the football in the air, make plays on it you know, stick his hand in there. I like just the patience that he shows through the route there at the line of scrimmage, you know, staying square, making that receiver really commit to his break. And I think he does a good job of really kind of pinning him up there against the sideline a little bit as well. Yeah. Showing off some of that physicality. Let's see here. So you're going to see him 
transition of so this is a nice play so you'll see okay so he's in the nickel here on the bottom of your screen right you'll see he's, he's the first circled player really nice play here just to communicate with the linebacker communicate with his defense a lot of times rookies the, the their biggest flaw is they just don't know the defense yet they're, they don't know um how to communicate properly because they're so caught up just managing their assignment right it, it's the football iq that sometimes can get the best of them he shows off that intelligence and that patience watch what he does here he notices that there's a crossing route underneath and watch what he does. He hands that, that corner or that receiver off going up the seam and that little, just a little stop and go route. So then you have this crosser and he takes it away really, really nicely. Um, so it's, it's great to see that he has that football IQ to make plays like this and communicate with his other defenders, especially as a rookie, a fifth round rookie at that. Um, well done from Michael Carter, the second and good job picking up that underneath route because if he travels, if he travels with this receiver and this guy underneath just is free roaming, I mean, he has a blocker down there. You never know. You can go for a score. So it's a really nice job by him just showing off that uh, that intelligence at, at the at kind of from that nickel spot. For sure. The awareness is obviously what I was going to speak on. Is I think this was the third game of the season as well. And you see early on here just his ability in both man and zone coverage to really get his job done. Absolutely. So let's go on here and see what else this man can do. So you'll see in the nickel again. I mean, he's just like sticky in coverage, bro. He's like super glue. I mean, watch, watch this. I mean, he's trying to, so the receiver, so the essentially like the receiver here is trying to stack him, right? So he wants to, he wants to get on top of him and then curl that route, but he just stays in pace. He does. And and what I like the most about it is that he uses his hands, but he doesn't overuse his hands where he's going to get called for a flag, right? Like that's something that like, you'll see like Darrell Revis or stuff like back in the day. They're very good at using their hands because they know how to keep it out of the line of sight from the from referees. Um, and I think that's like a really like right here. You'll see. Look at the hands. Like you can see the hands are on. His hands are on him. Like he's he's holding him, but he's so close to him in coverage that the the ref is not going to call that. Like unless the guy is breaking free and he's like dragging him. This is a really good uh, coverage because like he's also close to the line of scrimmage. I think this is just well done. You know, 100%. Really and I even like at the beginning of the rep there how Tyler Boyd looks to kind of gain ground on him. Obviously, you spoke on the stack that he's trying to get. I like just how patience and, and the you know square feet that he really keeps to that initial footwork there at the line of scrimmage. And it really just enables him to stay in phase through the route and in good position. Yeah. So like here, this is if, if you're maybe going against a quicker receiver, what you might see in. OK, so I like what Michael Carter does here. He's jam he wants to jam him right because if he jams him he doesn't let him run a quick slant across the middle because you can see that linebacker there is blitzing um if he runs a nice little jab step slant you might be able to beat him but he's running he's right in his face he's in his grill and watch how square he stays until that move is made like he look how square he's square square and that foot plants and bam he's he's got him like he doesn't exactly he doesn't overcompensate he doesn't react too quickly he's a very patient uh nickel corner so i like that a lot about him um i'm very curious to see him going up against a, maybe some quicker receivers um that have a little bit more agility to them and, and if he's going to get it cross like some receivers will, would prefer to cross the face of the corner instead of trying to stack and get around them um tyler boyd's a more physical receiver so he tries to stack him and get around him and just kind of use that curl uh but I, I do think that michael carter does a really good job of just being patient and making mm-hmm. making him just reacting to the move instead of uh trying to over overcompensate you see some of his ball skills here, playing the nice football job. in the air once again, locating it. Good athleticism. And like again, 
gets his head around to the ball. Yep. If you don't get your head around to the ball, this is this is probably an easy catch, maybe even a touchdown. So really nice job. All right, let's see here. A blitz here. Nice. You see some of his speed too. Yeah, Takes I love these. Angle. I love these these nickel blitzes. They're awesome. Against Brady too. Oh, it's always <laughs> nice to get Brady down. He well, plays with a lot of emotion too. You see that when he makes plays throughout the video. You like that, man. That's like what you want from your guys. Like he's physical, he's aggressive, he's got energy. These guys, like those are the type of guys that that uh, reinvigorate everybody. You know what I mean? So it's it's nice to see that he has that energy and he's he's having fun out there. And they're winning this game at this point, so it's like that's a big play. Let's see here. I believe it's a little slant. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. Okay, I believe that's is that Cole Beasley? Yes. So, like I just said, quicker receivers may try to cross his face instead of try to stack him and go around. And this is what Cole Beasley does. And this is what he is known for. This is what he gets signed and paid for, to do, to make plays like this. So he jabs, crosses the face, but watch how quick. So he also has the reaction timing. He can be patient, but he's also very reactionary and nimble on his feet. Watch, how, watch his makeup speed here. Bam. He tur- look how quickly those hips change direction. And bam, he's off to the races. I mean, he gets to zero to 60 in like a half a second here. That's really nice. Beautiful. Gets you see initially there. too, like he really, he plays with a little inside shade, making that slant tough to run. And then once again, he's able to just stick his hand in there, which he does here as well. <laughs> really nice very aggressive player he's got some very underrated athleticism to him really nice getting his hand in there and like let's see here what i like is that he look how he knows where the ball is you know what i mean how many times do you see corners that are just following the receiver and don't know where the ball is you know what i mean like they're they just they're delayed they don't get the they don't get their hand but look look at his look where he's looking he's looking at the quarterback right now and he knows where the receiver is that's great what what does that what does that mean to me it means he has great peripheral vision and corners with good peripheral vision are able to see the field a lot better. And it, it ultimately it'll result in more uh, turnovers down the road. So I do think that he'll have a couple of interceptions this upcoming season. Like he's looking at the ball the whole way, or at least he'll have a couple of tip passes that end up bouncing into a safety's hands. Cause he, ha- he gets his hands in there really nice. Um, and that's the main area for growth with the jets defense and secondary is just getting more interceptions. Like the, I think these guys surpassed expectations last year, even Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles, but they simply just didn't generate enough turnovers. And obviously with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, you expect that to change and you hope that to go on down to someone like MC2 in the slot as well. Absolutely. This is this is a fun player to watch. I, I'm excited to see his growth in year two and see if he can really take it to the next level after having a pretty solid rookie season. Hopefully his body is just adjusted to the NFL now. Um, and that rookie wall kind of dissipates and he can really build on the success he had last year, guys. But really curious to hear your thoughts on Michael Carter II. Really interesting player. Has a lot of good tangible traits. He has got the energy. Um, definitely making an impact as a rookie is really a good sign of his potential growth. And the coaching staff seems to really like him. So um, obviously there's a lot to like. But guys, love to hear your thoughts below in the comments section. As always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.